With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Kyle Shanahan excited about the opportunity to perhaps not blow a 28-3 lead. Um, That's, whether you like it or not, one of the storylines going into this one. Super Bowl 58, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, depending on where you are on the clock. And we are building up to it here on the BetQL Network, live coast to coast, wherever you may be in the world, on your Odyssey app, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL, and YouTube as well. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski. I'm Chris Mack. Two-minute drill to go over some of our favorite bets uh, in the third hour, plus lightning bets before we get out of here as well. We'll touch on some novelty bets uh, in the third hour, even though, uh, a lot of them, like Anthem Time, things like that, have been taken off the board this morning. Uh, plenty of game bets, player props, touchdown scores. Let's start to dive into everything we've talked about over the last 12 days, guys, and what we still like about these plays, what we maybe have turned our backs on since we first uh, cast a, a, a glance in their direction. Um, some bet MGM insights coming in. The bo- most bet player props include uh, Purdy over 12 and a half rushing yards, Pacheco over 67 and a half rushing yards, and no surprise, Travis Kelsey over 70 and a half receiving yards. Um, most bet player to score a touchdown, Kelsey as well. Most bet player to score the first touchdown, Kelsey. Um, how. <laughs> Uh, how have our views on this changed, if at all? And what bets did we like maybe 11, 12 days ago, Joe, that we're not as high on now? Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I wanted to start there because this is one I think everybody liked. And anytime I listen to any media, I think everybody else likes it too. So yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of a different approach with this wager. And uh, the prop has gone up by a couple of yards. So that, is also, that also has me wavering. And I'm talking about Purdy rushing yards. At last check, I see Purdy rushing yards at 12 and a half. It opened at 10 and a half. And everybody is on the over because he's had a bunch of attempts over the last couple of games. He's running a lot more, five, six attempts in these games. Done a pretty good job. Um, I'm considering just betting the over on the rushing attempts at three and a half. Because some people are using that as oh a signal okay now let's bet him on the rushing yards well maybe you should just do rushing attempts you get a better price it's like plus 130 for over three and a half rushing attempts and then you don't have to worry about the kneel downs what if this is a san francisco win they are the favorite in the game and do you remember 2020 the mahomes kneel downs he was above the rushing yards it was a winner if you bet on Mahomes rushing yards, and then the last three play of the game plays of the game, kneel down, kneel down, kneel down for negative fifteen yards. So in the end, that's a bad beat. Mahomes goes under because they were winning in the game. They, they're the favorite. There's a chance that Purdy takes three kneels, kneel downs to end this game, and that you're above it, and then you end up going under. But look, if it's rushing attempts. 
you're in, you're locked in, man. And sometimes they end up scrambling down there and taking a slide and that, that really messes with you. So I, as far as that market, I'm thinking I'm just going to go with Purdy rushing attempts instead of rushing yards. I think that's great. And I have heard people on both sides of that Purdy okay. uh, rushing prop too. Wasn't uh, Jason Logan on under? Uh, he was on under? Correct, but we've talked, we've now talked some to so people, many people. Maybe I'm confused. Yeah. yeah. I know. Uh, I heard Jackson Chelsea mention the over too. I'm like, oh, no. This is getting too far. This is just too much. Another thing uh, that people seem to be split on is – I've heard a lot of, you know, some Debo unders, Iuk. Like, they're kind of flip-flop. Some people like Iuk unders or Iuk overs and the opposite really? with Debo. Yeah. Okay. Have you guys decided anything? I ended up doing over on Debo receptions and his yep. rush yards. Uh, I bet that at 13 and a half. Now it's at 15, 16 and a half. But I don't have a super strong opinion. I think over the course of the last two weeks, I've just slowly been placing bets and so, quite yeah, a few more than I planned. Building. The card gets bigger and bigger <laughs> every day. Um, so two things. One on Purdy. It's interesting if you mm -hmm. look during those games, that three-game losing streak in the middle of the season, when we all mm -hmm. had our questions about Brock Purdy coming out of those games, he was running the ball more really than he did at any other point. He had uh, five for 19 one week, six for 57 in the loss to the Bengals. And then it cooled off again for the most part, especially down the stretch. They kind of tried to protect him from himself. You think maybe they, they were having thoughts of the NFC Championship game last year, thinking, man, we got to protect ourselves. Purdy's got to be healthy for the playoffs because, yeah, he might be a game manager, but we trust him to manage the game more than Sam Darnold. Uh, or anybody else for that matter. But then they got to the playoffs, and they said, well, it's the playoffs. We're going to empty the chamber. Six carries, only for 14 yards in the Lions game, or in the Packers game. In the Lions game, five for 48. I kind of, I, I really do understand that philosophy that I've heard so many people talk about this week in that, hey, it's the last game of the year. There's nothing to keep him healthy for. Um, right. Both in his thinking when he's back there in the pocket, as well as Shanahan's thinking and getting him out there on the move. Um, so over in attempts definitely makes sense to me. As far as Ayuk and Samuel go, and I think, you know, we've had several people in the last two weeks say, hey, this is kind of a, a binary scenario here. It's Ayuk or Samuel. Mm -hmm. um, unless, you, unless you're one of the few people in the universe that thinks it's going to be a Niners route or maybe conversely Niners are, are scrambling to try and come back and throwing it all over the yard, um, it's one or the other. And so I have... I understand, like, Noops brought this up earlier. Daigle brought it up. Legereus Sneed against Brandon Ayuk. Okay, yep. I get that. But look where Ayuk lines up. Ayuk lines up in the slot as much as he does on the perimeter. And I got to believe Shanahan is going to do everything he can to get Ayuk away from Legereus Sneed. He trusts Debo Samuel to make plays regardless of where he's lined up in the formation. Ayuk... We're going to scheme him open if we can. We're going to work him inside and over the middle and maybe inside out uh, at times. So I still like Debo under receptions. I think it's four and a half, right? Debo under receptions. Yep. And I like Ayuk. I still like the longest reception over 24 and a half. I think he's going to hit for one big one. I don't necessarily think he has like a six catch day and goes off for 85, 90, 100 yards, but Ayuk having one big play, whether it's a long reception or a mm. play in the red zone that scores, I still like that because I think they're going to be creative. He's played well in the playoffs. 
and Shanahan's going to do what he can to move him around and get him open, Joe. Okay. So I'm on the other side of that. I agree with the people. Mm -hmm. It's funny, and it makes perfect sense, actually, that people are taking a stance. Look, that that's a terrific Chiefs pass defense. Both are not going to go off and, and kill right. the prop. So it's probably going to be one guy goes over, one guy goes under, and we're seeing a lot of that, which I find really interesting. Um, so if, if I'm going that route, I would go Debo over Ayuk unders. And you're right. Look, Shanahan's not going to be like, oh, let's just put him up against Need the entire game and give him a goose egg and not mix things up. But yeah, like he's going to move things, guys around. That's what he's going to do. But, um, yeah, I mean, two weeks ago we were concerned about Debo. Everybody was concerned about Debo, and he balled out. He was the best receiver on the field for them that day. Um, so, yeah, I, I, the way you feel about Ayuk is how I feel about Debo and how he's going to scheme things up for him. So uh, it, it's, it's really interesting as far as that goes because I agree with that premise, though. Like, both guys are not going to have huge days. It's probably going to be one or the other along with McCaffrey. Yep. I ended up going over on Debo on two props, the receptions and the rush yards. What? The rush yards is inconsistent, though, you know, yeah. just thinking that maybe he, this will be a game where he can go over the 13 and a half. Um, so I, have, and, I don't have any Ayuk. And the receiving yard, the number's about the same, which also makes it a, a good debate. Yeah. It's fascinating. The receptions is the same. It's four and a half. Like people making the case for four and a half under on Ayuk receptions, I kind of get it. Um, sure, but yeah, it's probably going to be one one of the two goes over on receptions and yards, and one goes under. So the other one that and and this was brought up by Daigle a couple minutes ago, and it's been brought up throughout the week is Kittle. And yeah. early on, when we sat down and talked about this, I want to say Wednesday or Thursday of last week, I looked at Kittle, I looked at the the numbers he's put up throughout the year, and said, okay, that's three and a half receptions you look at it and at first blush you go three and a half receptions well yeah they're they're gonna have to use Kittle in the middle of the field especially like you said Joe the chief secondary is gonna do everything they can to take Samuel and Ayuk away Kittle underneath maybe has an opportunity um but I, I went through like I said and I've gone through and it, he only cleared that number seven times this year and he did it against poor secondaries he did it against Philly he did it against uh, Tampa when they were struggling way back in mid-November. He did it against the Bengals, who were uh, poor against tight ends. Giants, who were poor against tight ends. Vikings. So, I, I don't necessarily see Kittle with a big game. I understand a touchdown prop, maybe. If you like the idea of Kittle being available in the red zone, okay, I'll, I'll listen to that. But I, I think I'm still on my Kittle under three and a half receptions. And I will have to sweat that till the very end, especially in the game script I've built in my head where the the Chiefs win by a single possession well now I'm sitting there you know just fingers crossed knocking on wood right down to the very bitter end because yeah it's entirely possible Kittle could have one drive where he goes over that if if that's the way the game plays out yeah yeah it's just the injury is that a thing or is it gamesmanship is, is it something yeah. to be concerned about? Because that is a low, low number. As long as we're talking about tight ends, it's, you know, it might be the most pop. It's probably going to be the most popular player prop out there. So the Kelsey number is finally climbing. We've been waiting for a week and a half for this to happen. Um, I think we're at 71 and a half now. It was 69 yeah. and a half last week. And it's eh, still, Benham Jim is 70 Somewhere and 70, a half. 72 range, right? Yeah. Benham James 70 and a half. It's a little juice, but oh, I, I don't, I'm not concerned about it. Look, 12 straight playoff games. 
Kelsey, 71 receiving yards or more. And a lot of times it's a lot more. I know it's, you want to talk about Joe Public, the Chiefs? I mean, this is more, who's betting Kelsey unders? Is anybody, even even the most contrarian better? I don't The same people who are mad about how many times Taylor Swift is going to be shown. Those same I, people are betting Kelsey unders. I guess that's it. Um, yeah, Kelsey over 70 and a half. I still like that. He's going to get his. I mean, we know about the target share, especially how he's played of late. And, and teammate-wise, MVS longest reception. So that's gone up a yard um, over the last week. But still, it's fine at 13 and a half. He's got a 32-yard catch each of the last two playoff games, and it just takes one. Like, MVS, one catch, over 13 and a half? Yeah, I, I would bank on that to happen. Mm-hmm. All right, so I <laughs> I definitely did a Kelsey alt receiving 90-plus at 2-1. to one. I don't even know what Never that is it. now. Uh, it might even be better on. I noticed some of these props you're getting better value now than you did right when things opened up and I fell yeah. off thinking, oh, I got to get got to get in on these star players. Remember yeah. when I said that? And now you're actually getting some better value. So, whoops, maybe that will be a lesson I learned this year that you don't necessarily have to bet some things early. Uh, even the Chiefs money line, you know, right when it opened up. It, it, it circled back around. I remember seeing like plus 115, plus 108, and then that was quickly gone, and then we're right back there again. So yeah. crazy how that – but I did do Kelsey alt receiving 90 plus a two to one, uh, and I did two plus touchdowns at plus 450, and right now you can p- find plus 650. So mm. I feel stupid for that one. I mean, he's got he's got a three-touchdown – playoff game in his history i mean is that number out there what's that at um that's that's look i have no problem being square and betting kelsey and betting the chiefs and like Mm -hmm. help putting down a taylor swift prop while i'm at it like it's the super bowl man we're here to have fun i I get it we want to make money we don't want to do anything stupid but like i'm here to have fun watch the game and kind of be there for the pop culture moment that this whole thing is while I'm trying to make some money on my bets. So I don't have a problem with that. Like, I'm not going to feel bad about Kelsey overs. No, I'm not either. Man, I'll tell you, Daigle had me thinking about Sneed because I've taken a pretty hard line stance. Like, look, Chiefs win the game. It's one of two people. It's going to be Mahomes or Kelsey. And the Kelsey number's coming down, by the way. There were some 17s out there. Now that's all the way down to 14. It's the best number you could find. Um, and we've made the case why. But if it's low scoring, like many of us believe, is there any way a Chiefs defensive player could get it? In the past, we would make the argument for Chris Jones. He's not the same player anymore. Sneed might be their best defensive player. That's interesting. Like, he'd probably have to score a touchdown, probably need to create multiple turnovers. It's not a sack thing like you talk about with Bosa or whatever. But... 250 to one as a super long shot like in that warder category that could be a good look yeah you're gonna need like the the single only single touchdown scorers on the offensive side and you're gonna need like you said probably multiple turnovers from Snead and maybe even one of them to go for a score or a big run back let's talk maybe a little more defense let's talk about the running backs McCaffrey Pacheco what do we like there and we can kick around MVP as well plus we got to get back into novelty bets Uh, near the top of the hour. Everything Super Bowl 58 continues right here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM.